Welcome to That Dad Life, where we talk shit, argue about sports, drink wine, bourbon, and beer, give workout tips, and tell stories that moms don't want to hear. Hey everyone, welcome to That Dad Life, a podcast for dads and people who just want to listen to dads. <laughs> uh, I'm Bradley Schneller. We also have with us Shane Four, coach of the Destrahan Wildcats, offensive coordinator yeah. um, and fitness uh, coach as well at Rue Fitness. We also have another Rue Fitness coach in addition to being a doctor of physical therapy, Dr. Jonathan Burke in the house how are you doing tonight jonathan doing great man doing great so interesting uh it is draft night uh we just watched the saints crush my hopes and dreams by not taking an lsu player and taking a fucking guard oops that's my first f word of the night um from I'm gonna michigan tally, i'm gonna tally should we keep a tally bombs. yeah just I, i'm gonna start tallying just overall Caesar, bombs. ruiz um but i do have this breaking news uh, in live time, the Packers just traded up with the Dolphins to take Jordan Love. Interesting. That, that, that says a lot, right? Like, are they grooming the next guy? Are they, you know? Are they are they trying to start to plan for the Rodgers? Oh, Burke, what do you think about that? I think that's pretty interesting. I do. I mean, so you got to think about what they did when they, I mean, they still had Brett Favre when they brought in Aaron Rodgers to sit for, what, two years behind Brett years, before, they, yeah, before years, they were like, yeah. hey, Brett, Thank you. We'll see you later. So uh, maybe maybe they're going to groom the future. Who knows? All right. Let's get back to the Saints draft pick. Saints select uh, guard, maybe slash center, Cesar Ruiz from the University of Michigan Wolverines. Uh, initial thoughts? When I heard his name, I thought he was a kicker, and I was a little, a little brought back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you my thoughts. Um I know you're disappointed, right? And I posted about this earlier on the Instagram page. By the way, go follow us on Instagram uh, at that dad's life podcast Instagram. Um, Solid plug, Shane. Solid. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, Quarterbacks, skill positions. Those are the flashy picks, right? Everybody will pop champagne over those guys. But the reality is, is that all that is out the window if you don't have D-line and offensive line. To either stop that and put pressure or defend the quarterback. And I could not agree with you more that a guard slash center is not a sexy pick, especially in the first round, right? You want you want a sexy pick, get those guys in the later rounds. But we have everything we need on offense. The defense is good enough to win a championship. And depth at the offensive line is the utmost of importance outside of needing a franchise quarterback. Right? right so, so go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, so I say so a few things. I was shattered when Minnesota, one pick before the Saints, selected Jay Jets, Justin Jefferson, uh, right before me. I spent all day looking at Justin Jefferson tape. And by tape, I mean YouTube videos. <laughs> so <laughs> <his> highlight reel. <laughs> So obviously coach Peyton didn't contact you like prior to this draft or you, you think, did y'all talk at all? I would have tried to trade up to get Justin Jefferson, but nonetheless. Okay. All right. So now we have, 
we got a, a bevy of LSU players that we could pick. Christian Fulton. We uh, we do need some depth at quarterback. We could have taken Christian Fulton. And then what we have a real need is uh, linebacker, as we are down to Kiko Alonso and Alex Anzalone outside of the Mario Davis, both who are oft injured. Um, so I was real big on taking Patrick Clean, but the Saints do what they always do and say we'll pass on LSU and take someone that we don't know. And that is Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan. Now I'll tell you this. I was also upset when the Saints took Ryan Ramchek and I was like, what? And that dude is like the best right tackle in the NFL. So, (laughs) uh, there is that. And the Saints do need guard depth as Larry Warford really broke down towards the end of the year. Andres Pete wasn't the best. Um, and our interior offensive line is really what did us in in the playoffs against uh, Minnesota's ferocious front four. So. Okay, so let me say this on, top, on, on picking back off what you said. The future of the NFL in terms of – and this is just football in general – the ball is out so fast now. The schemes have changed offensively. There's no, there's no under center, seven-step drop, you know, try to find the fifth read. We got to give the quarterback six seconds, right? So while the edge rusher is, is important, as it ever has been, it, the way to get these elite quarterbacks off their game is pressure up the middle. If you can get them – because – because edge rushing is, is I'm going to step up in the pocket and then make a throw, right? Whereas interior pressure is, I've got to get off my mark and get out of the pocket. All right, now, now everything's off script. You got receivers breaking off routes. You got quarterbacks doing things they're not designed to do. So the future is taking these used to be like, oh, we need these dogs on the outside. We need these dogs on the inside. So what you're going to see is this shift of, well, we better have centers and guards that can handle these 6'4", 325-pound guys, right? right? We saw one of those guys today in the draft jump out of a pool four feet deep on the outside, right? And So you need, you need the other guy, right? The other guy who's going to power clean or hang clean 450 pounds five times, which we saw tonight. So the interior lineman guy is more important than ever because if you have a center, uh, a nose guard who needs two or three guys to block him so that he's not in the quarterback's face as he's throwing, that, that's a big deal. Absolutely. Uh, I feel it. And look, it is what it is, and I'm sure the Saints, who are much smarter than me, Jeff Ireland, has been amazing yeah, so look, far. Let me interrupt job. you and say this, right? Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, all these GMs, coaches in the league, this is what they do for a living. The, the, they know what the Saints need. They know where, where, where we're hurting, where, where our potential flaws are. And so just let them do their job, right? I, it, it's why I can't go, I can't go to games. It's hard for me yeah, to go yeah. sit in games because I have to hear the the guy who doesn't do his day job nearly as good as these guys do, but he's going to be the first one to maul them. All right, like, all right, all right. You enjoy saying that He doesn't show up to the gym to criticize your programming. 
right? What's, right Shane, what's there? What's there to criticize? Are you are you saying there's a flaw in his programming? No. No, but well, look, look. I'll say okay, this. Let's move on. Let I'll me say this, guys. Hold on, bro. Hold on, hold on. How many times do you program stuff and then you get you get kickback? And you're like, well, they just don't understand the overall vision, or me? yeah, too much. Okay, so right. Imagine that times. How many people are in the city? A million, right? Imagine a million people trying to analyze your programming. And they've been like, ah, oh, I really, I really didn't like the wad on uh, Tuesday afternoon, you know. So, like- so real, Shane, real quick, I'm gonna let you know what what Bradley just heard when he goes to bed and he goes to lay down next to Emily. She's gonna be like, how was the podcast? And she's gonna, he's gonna say, well, in the first ten minutes, Shane compare me to Coach Payton. <laughs> It's true, though. I mean, he's no doubt. he's the head coach of the gym. So what? I mean, no it, doubt. It is a comparison. I, I'll say this: Coach Payton is wildly more successful than I am. But let's move on. Uh, I want I want to get going on in here. We got a lot to do. But I just last thing on the draft. Um, unless something crazy happens, the Seahawks just picked and they took uh, Texas Tech linebacker Jordan Brooks. So that means that Patrick Queen is still on the board. And it's, someone else took a linebacker ahead of him. So hey, look, maybe he up. drops far enough for us to make a move up in early second round and get him. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's do this. What are you drinking, Shane? What you got? Uh, I was drinking uh, vodka uh, or Ciroc more specifically, and coconut Lacroix. I ran out of Lacroix, so I switched to Ciroc and. Uh, Fit Aid Immunity, which has a very orange flavor. I'm trying to boost my immunity, kill everything with vodka. I feel like I can't go wrong. It's a nice orange little thing. It is a good orange. It's a really good orange. Yeah. Burke, what you got? Um, Corona Light. I'm trying to watch my beach figure. Um, just kind of counting down the days. Was that a pun intended or not can- pun intended? I can get in my Speedo with you guys and frolic down the surf uh can't wait dude i will buy you a speedo if you wear it to the beach when we take our family trip you know he's taking that bet i mean <laughs> he's taking that bet 100 i'm buying, I'm buying. Here, here's my thing are we getting matching speedos i mean i'll wear a speedo i mean that's not a shocker but we're we gonna go matching but i don't think shane will wear a speedo I will. I'm just a little behind you guys. I mean i just had a baby so i'm i got like full dad bod i gotta i gotta kick it up a notch all right, now I'm, I'm working with some Angel's Envy, so a little bourbon okay. on the rocks. It's uh, good stuff. It's good stuff. I, I had drank a uh, – had drank, had drank, had drunk a bottle of red wine earlier. Um, but, you know, during this quarantine, I drank so much wine that I, I get tired of it, so I have to switch to the bourbon. You do, you do need a good change up, just to, like almost like a night of cleansing your palate. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, let's get into it. Um, I want to know one struggle or win in the past week. So it could be either or. Show I got me what a, you got. I got a big win. So normally, so we have uh, these fire Kindles for the girls, right? The two girls. Um, they have, for the last year plus that we've owned them, they have been for sh- travel purposes only. Uh, we try to limit our screen time at home. You know, we want them outside or playing or building stuff with magnet tiles. But we sort of, we, I get it. Like you can only do that stuff so much. So we've sort of, uh, during this quarantine, give them their Kindles. Well, the first 
you know, three, four weeks, it was like they were like addicted. It was like crack. They were just on it. And we play with our Kindles. We play with our Kindles. And then we would say, no, they get mad. We were the bad guys. When, when we had to take them away, you've been on them for so many hours. Like it's time to do this. They, they would get mad and frustrated. So stupid me, right? I'm like, God, they got to have a, like a parent setting. Well, of course they do. And I can, I can set the screen time on the weekdays and on the weekends, how much time they use it. Well, ever since we started that and we, so weekdays, we give them two hours, weekends, we give them three hours, uh, nothing past eight o'clock on the weekends, or I'm sorry, weekdays, nothing past eight 30, um, on the week weekends, hugest win. There, there's like, there's no stress about it. They know they have a limited time. So they've actually learned to like budget it. Like I've heard them say, oh, uh, uh, I don't want to use my Kindle now because I want to be able to play with it later on. So they go outside and play. Huge win. Um, when it actually shuts down, they go, oh, man, my time's up. And they hand us the Kindles and be like, my time's up. And they just go about, and go start playing with something else. So if you've got devices, if you've got something that they're on more than ever, find out if there's some sort of parenting screen time limitation setting you can put on it because it is a huge win. Nice job, Shane. Burke, what you got? Yeah, Shane. Whatever, dude. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> stop, stop. You asked me for a win, I'm going to give you a fucking win. Yeah. Solid work, what you coach. Got, Burke? Struggle uh, or a win? So I mean, we'll share we'll share a win to cap what last week we were talking about. My son shitting in the yard. Yeah. So, how's that um, going this week? So still shitting in the yard. However, though, yesterday I was outside on my computer answering some emails for work, and we have one of those you know little kid potties outside, and Jet is naked um, as he is in the backyard ninety seven percent of the time. He's like, I'm going to sit here and go go potty. Go, go poo poo. And I was like, okay. And he sat down for like three seconds and stood up and walked. I was like, whoa, 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 wait, are we going to try? He's like, no, I went. And so I looked and sure enough, deuce in the bucket. I go in the house to clean it up. I come out and he goes, daddy, I poo pooed outside. So the win was he poo pooed in the toilet. The struggle is he continues to crap outside. Very nice job. I will say this. The cleaning up in the grass is easier than cleaning out that kid toilet. Well, that's for sure. You can just hose out the grass. Yeah. Uh, Just want to give an update. The Baltimore Ravens with the 28th pick just took Patrick Queen. So, F. (laughs) Shane, you missed it. The Baltimore Ravens just took Patrick Queen. Uh, Of course I did. Yeah, of course they did. All right. So, I'm going to go with you two guys gave wins. I'm going to give a struggle. And that struggle is my kids watch three things on the television. Um, never want to watch anything else. First one is Wildcrafts, which is, like, if I had to break it into percentages, 70% of the time. Um, we next have uh, Frozen, any of the series, Frozen 1, Frozen 2, Olaf's Adventure, Winter Adventure, or Lego Frozen. That would be about... Uh, 15% of the time. I've also got, seen those enough to recite. Yeah, I got Pink Alicious, which is another like 8% yep. of the time. Yep. Uh, Magic School Bus, 4%. 
and then uh, Curious George, 3%. And so, like, I'm going nuts with the Wildcrats, as though it's super educational. I'm tired of freaking seeing Wildcrats, okay? We're here in North America to talk about, blah, it's enough. Move on. Do, okay. do you ever find yourself here's what I've sort of come to this realization is that like I've never actually sat down and seen Frozen 2 but I know that I've seen the whole movie because it's been on 150,000 times in my house and at some point I know I've heard and I recognize like every scene but I've never seen them sequentially like sit down start to finish but I've seen the whole movie a hundred times. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, I've seen it a lot. I mean, uh, we also listened to the soundtrack in the car, which, believe it or not, it's pretty good. Oh, I like it. It's I actually really not like, that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. And I like hearing my daughter like sing all the words, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, which, so I have, a, I have a playlist on Spotify that is called The Girls, and like whatever they're into. So like for a while, it was High School Musical, and then it was whatever. And I just keep adding whatever they're watching, whatever songs they want. And I, I know what you're saying, like, there's nothing better than like you're driving the songs on, you look in the rearview mirror and whether they know the words really or not, they're singing it and you're kind of like, okay, all right, we're having a good time. Yeah, absolutely. But speaking of watching stuff, um, I know you guys have seen the last dance. Uh, it is the documentary on the final three peat of the Michael Jordan era with the Chicago bulls. Um, just kind of wanted to hear your impressions of either the last dance or what you remember uh, watching Michael Jordan when you were younger. So Shane, what you got? Um, so anytime you get any behind the scene access, it's awesome, right? I don't care what the sporting event is or concert or whatever. Behind the scene access is awesome. Um, I don't, I mean, you can't argue with MJ's sort of, what makes him special was just his, he just wouldn't settle. And I, I see this from time to time in players. When I say, you know, a lot of players I've coached have had the talent, but like you can see at any age, whether I've coached against them or coached them, like this kid's different. And, you know, you could, you could sense that now as people starting to see MJ from behind the scenes, like practice clips from the, you know, like he wasn't settling for somebody taking a day off. He, the, the, the greats make the people around them better. And that's what makes that, that team better, right? Because how many people, greats, have been on a team but didn't win shit? I mean, it's countless stories, right? Um, I'll sort of reset. So my favorite MJ moment is I was uh, in Costa Rica as an eighth grader taking a Spanish uh, co uh, exchange student sort of little schooling trip. And we lived with families in Costa Rica and me and my buddy who uh, I was rooming with, we're going to go meet a couple of the high schoolers at a bar because the Bulls were playing in a championship. And well, we're gonna go. that's what they're doing. Got to be it's fine, right? No, it was not fine. It was not fine to be out at a bar when you were in eighth grade in a foreign country by yourself. And I will never forget that NBA championship because I had to call my mom and dad the next day and tell them exactly what I did and all that. And they didn't really care much as long as I was safe. The teacher was not impressed. 
That's so tough, that's, man. That's yeah, tough. that's my tough. That's my that's my MJ memory. Uh, it's more personal than it is of MJ, but that's why I remember it. Yeah, right, what you got, Bert? I mean, honestly, watching the last dance and and then just like hearing those names of the players that were on those teams was just for me kind of. I mean, it was exciting, almost like nostalgic, because that's when I really watched basketball. Like growing up, when the Bulls were when the Bulls were doing their run, that's when I mean the Bulls, the Lakers, the Pistons, the Celtics. Shit was exciting then. Like you know, I was really into pro basketball then, and like knew a bunch of players on a bunch of different teams. Now I don't know anybody. I mean, right. I, I I really don't follow, and I, I don't know loss of interest or lack of time or or what it is but that was like the time that was awesome and I you know one of the my favorite MJ moments was when remember when he played was it game six or game seven and he went off when he had the flu yes that's a crazy moment like dude just unbelievable and you and you hear that you hear him talk and he was like I don't know the 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 rim was just like ginormous He's like, when I was looking at the rim, it was just huge, and I felt like I couldn't miss. And that was just one of the things, like, to, to lift this team up when, you know, dude needed, like, an IV and was sick and could barely move, and then all of a sudden comes out and performs the way he did to lead his team to a victory. It was just incredible. But what, you know, to piggyback and what you said, Shane, about making everybody great, like, back then I, I felt like basketball was more – you had, you had your dude, but you had, it seemed like better support staff, right? And maybe the support staff was better because the greats made those guys better um, all around. Um, and I don't follow enough now, but I, I think it's more, it's a lot more of a one-on-one game from what I, I've seen and, and understand a little bit, as opposed to like Jordan mate had Pippen and God, I mean, the names Horace Grant, uh, Tony Kuko. By the way, in the interview, did y'all hear Tony Kuko in the interview? No, no, no. he sounded like Sylvester Stallone. Like I was like, <laughs> wait, what, what, what? Uh, yeah, but, but no, to I mean, your point, just, though, Jordan makes a quote in there, and he says, "Without Scottie Pippen, there yes. is no Michael Jordan." Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah I heard him say yeah, that. Yeah. I heard him say that. Yeah. Also, so I mean, so, just all that stuff is awesome. Like, Bradley, what's your take? Yeah, I mean, my my biggest thing is. <laughs> I was the guy who, during the Jordan era Bulls, was pulling for Charles Book, Charles Barkley, and the Suns. Of course you were. Of course you were. <laughs> that was me. I remember my cousin was all Chicago Bulled up, and I had all the Phoenix Suns gear. And I was like, I, I remember the finals that they played. Um, I think when you Bulls, say gear, was this starter jackets? This starter jacket. I had a Suns starter jacket for sure. <laughs> um, but I, I love Charles Barkley. Uh, and, and for whatever – I don't know why. I don't know why it landed like that, but it did. I can't really remember. Um, but one of the things that I really took from at least the first two episodes of the documentary is a lot of what Michael Jordan is, who he is, and what he tries to accomplish his time there um, can probably be said for every successful CEO of every company ever, where it's like you do what you need to do to be successful. And there is 100%. no other alternative. There is no other no. alternative. What's the, you know? what's the ultimate goal, right? Is, is, it to, is it to win a championship? Then we're going to do everything we can do at any cost. Yeah. And I think of like Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg, you know, those types of cats who are super susceptible today and, and like 
let's just say this, like some of the throats they had to step on in order to get where they are, you know, and, and you have to do what you need to do in order to do that. And some people are built like that and some people aren't. And that's okay if you aren't. Um, but it is just interesting how like the traits of Michael Jordan, maybe they don't transcend to other sports figures because he was a one of a kind dude. But I can certainly think of three, four, five, six other people in other industries that it does translate to. I think it translates to other sports. I mean, when you have that sort of polarizing figure in your organization, it doesn't matter what the what the field or business is or sport. Like people oh, listen, sure. not, people gravitate. What I mean is like I don't I don't see in team sports. I can't think of another person that was like Michael Jordan. Uh, you just haven't had that kind of background. I mean, Wayne Gretzky could have been like that because he was one of the greats, right? Wherever he went, he won. I mean, I, I don't well, I know mean, enough know about, about hockey. Tom Brady. I don't think Tom Brady is like Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like Michael Jordan. I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, like, I, I don't know. I mean, Michael I Jordan went great, up to his teammates look, and was like, you know, bitch people out no matter I, what the situation was. Like I said earlier, right? The greats make the people around them better. And I think, and then what you said, right? Like the great CEOs, the great companies, the great athletes, the great organizations, they just, from, from the top down, there's just, there's, there's a culture of this is how it's going to be. And if you're not on board, then just get out, get out of here and get out of the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, all right, let's move on. Uh, I want to talk about, we, we asked a question in our Facebook group. If you haven't checked out our Facebook group uh, yet, check it out. It's that bad life. You must be a dad to enter. That is the one requirement. Um, but check us out on Facebook, that dad life private Facebook group. We asked the question, what was the craziest kid moment um, you've had in the past week? And uh, I definitely want to read one. So this is from Brant Quick um, on the North Shore. Burke, you know him. Yep. Uh, I believe you said he's a fitness trainer on the North Shore. Fitness Dad coach, said, life coach, triathlete. Uh, yeah, I love a it. Collegiate football player. Uh, love it. He said, my son in the cul-de-sac kids just swam in the ditch, had to send Colt to the shower before his mother got home so I didn't get bitched at after he got his ass kicked. Then I told him he'd get a second ass kicking from me since I got bitched at. My wife came home right after he showered, so win. Uh, <laughs> That's a huge win. Yeah. Because, look, here, right? Everybody wants to give mom a break. So you're like, hey, babe, go look. Go do it. Go, yeah, go get a facial. Go get your nails done. I, I, I got everything on lock. And then, like, as soon as she leaves, all hell breaks loose. And you're like, you just want everything to look like it was – as easy going as possible as soon yes. as she gets home. Yep. So yeah, like, absolutely. that's a huge win. I love it. I love it. You know, we're all, we're all dealing with that too. You know, uh, when mom's away, you know, the kids might get into a little extra action that they're not normally going to get into. And then when we try to cover it up. And then of course, you know, my little kids are like, Hey, mommy, we did this. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> push up. You, you got to make sure you didn't lie the first and then they busted you, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, we got a couple of weeks ago, Shane and I got a little gift from Jonathan. It was a smoked Boston butt. Um, God, it was good. I love your butt. 
It was delicious. His butt is It was very the best butt I've ever eaten. I like it. For sure. Uh, what are we cooking this week? Burke, what you got? I'm actually going to do the same thing I did for you guys and make two butts and bring to two different, two different families. Oh, nice. And by two, diff- by two different families, you mean the Schnellers the and the Boers, right? Right, not, same families. Not, not you guys, but um, <laughs> I can put y'all back in the rotation, yes. I got you. I got you. Burke, I want you to break down. Give us a breakdown. I know it's not proprietary, so give us a breakdown of uh, what actually it is uh, how, or your method. Tell us your method. So I'll wake up real early and I, I will – What's early for you? Because your average wake up time is like four thirty. Uh, it's I mean, so on the weekend it's probably a four thirty, a four thirty deal. Um, I'll wake up and clean the grill, then put all set the grill for a fire that's going to burn for anywhere from six to ten ten hours, and it's just kind of like setting up. You know, tell everybody what you're grilling on because I think that's uh, important. Big uh, big green egg. It was a okay. gift from my father in law for for Heidi and I. And uh, so I'll set that and then I'll get the temperature up to like two, 225, put the plate setter in. But I've had the, while all this is taking place, I've had the meat out at room temperature and I have seasoned it. And what I usually do is I will cut an orange, a lemon, squeeze it over top. I'll season it. I'll cut an apple and I put all that, the remains in the um, pan with the Boston butt just to kind of soak in with all the juices and I will pour half of a beer in there and put it in. And, uh, now that's new, right? right. The beer was actually the first thing, first time I did it with you guys. Um, and I got such a good review from you guys that I, that's what I'm adding back in. Um, just for a little bit of moisture, a little bit more flavor. Uh, but I did it this past weekend for, for us and the kids loved it. Heidi loved it. I loved it. So, um, I will keep perfecting the butt a little bit. You, you have a great butt. You have a great butt. Oh, I'm not gonna. I, I will admit it. I will tell. I will tell everybody out there listening. You have a great butt, Bradley. What's on your grill? Because you have a different grill. Yeah. So I, I use a smoker. I use a wood fired, uh, wood fired, a wood pellet uh, smoker slash grill. It's called the Pit Boss. It is a knockoff of the Traeger. Um, so I'm not in that realm of owning a Traeger yet. By the way, nothing pains Bradley more than having a knockoff of something that is being <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it, to be super <laughs> honest. Um, but yesterday, I grilled some swordfish steaks, um, and then that was pretty good. But that I actually – so what I did is I heated the grill up to about 450, put a cast iron skillet in the smoker, um, dropped a little ghee in the cast iron skillet. Uh, and then I hit the swordfish on both sides for a couple of minutes, left it in for a couple more minutes, boom, to perfection, took it out. But I coated the swordfish in um, coconut aminos and then a uh, lemon pepper with some uh, garlic salt as well. Um, but that was not the big moment. The big moment was my rice dish that I made. So I, okay, uh, right. Rice dish on the grill. No, no, I didn't do it on the grill. I didn't do it on the oh, grill. Okay, okay. But it was it, it accompanied it accompanied accompanied mm-hmm. accompanied the uh, swordfish, and so I made a broccoli rice uh, that I did in the wok, um, and so I I grilled some onions in the wok, browned them up a little bit, took them out, 
around the broccoli to the onions back in. Meanwhile, I undercooked some rice with some coconut oil and then threw the, the rice in the wok and then made it kind of like an Asian style. Uh, it was pretty fantastic. So did you catch the swordfish? And if you did, were you wearing no your shot. Maui necklace no shot. while you were no fishing? No shot. He didn't catch shit. Bro, you 100% know if I caught the swordfish, there would be pictures all over Instagram of me with the swordfish. I'll That's say that last year, uh, my brothers who offshore fish a lot, um, they sent home a bunch of swordfish. They were catching a lot of swordfish out of, out of Venice. Um, never really been a big swordfish fan, would never order it. But having fresh swordfish and then kind of hitting it on the grill with like a little marinade, outstanding. Of course, yeah, I want to have a nice, I want to have a nice rose. Having you on block with it. <laughs> we did drink a, uh, I think it was a Chardonnay we had with it, uh, but it was, it, it tasted pretty good. Um, so that was that. Shane, I know you're normally a pot guy, and by pot guy, I mean you normally do seafood boil. So, hey, y'all do anything special at the house? No, uh, you know, look, it's crawfish season, right? And I, uh, there were prices were so low. At one point, they were below gas prices, but now gas prices have gone below that, which is so odd. But um, no, I'm looking to just get back and boiling some crawfish this week. I took uh, took now two weeks off, had boiled like three, four weeks straight. Uh, just looking to get crawfish back in the pot. Love crawfish boiling. I said last week, I'm friends with you guys because y'all are the pit masters. I don't even own a barbecue pit. I wouldn't even know how to grill or smoke anything, but... Uh, boiling crawfish is my thing. It's what I learned. So I'm looking to, you know, get back to, unlike Burke, I'll, well, as soon as I do it, I'm going to come drop some more off to y'all other than other families. So thanks, Burke. <laughs> you know, other than grilling, I, I did accomplish something else. So I've been trying to um, pressure wash my shower. I know that sounds crazy. A lot of people warned me not to do it. Oh, you got to blow the tile off the wall. <laughs> well, look, the way – I don't know, for whatever reason, and, and I use – I've used the magic eraser. I use bleach. I'm on hands and knees with a scrubber in my shower. It takes four freaking hours. I still only said the F word once in this show, okay? It takes four freaking hours to clean my shower. And I'm like, this is crazy. But you know it would be faster if I pressure wash the shower. So – Hold on, are we I'm talking like, like top to bottom? Like, are you trying to get mold off? Like, what are we trying to accomplish here? Soap scum, yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, the build up in the shower over the course of a month or two. Oh, well, so, all right, first of all, do you, what is your shower made of? It's just t regular tile? Like, like tile and grout, but I also have like some, I got like a rock situation in there. You know, you get that red soap scum in there or something like that. I, I, I don't, it's hard to describe. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't know. Um, because I get in there with like a brush for like four and a half minutes and it's fine. Yeah, no, we have a different shower situation. This do you find, do you, do you feel like you let, like, do you, are you not doing it often enough and it builds up and then it's like such a problem? I'd say every two months I clean the shower. Fuck. How often do you clean the shower? I don't know. We just keep the little hand brush in there. And if we feel like we start to see a little build up, we just scrub it. It goes away and we're fine. No. No, that's not for me. So look, regardless, all right, so 
I bring the pressure washer in the bathroom. Okay, so this is how many tiles? How many tiles did you blow off? Well, I'm getting there. All right, so I have to like run the hose into the house, right? Because the I the pressure washer yeah. has to be in the bathroom. Do you know, do you know okay. they 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 sell an adapter that hooks up to a faucet? I haven't seen this anywhere. I've been looking for this, but I haven't seen it. I can. I actually have. I actually have one. Okay, well, you need to send me that. Uh, and look, that sounds pretty awesome. Why don't we share that in the Facebook group so other people know what we're talking about? Because I bet a lot of people would want this. Okay. All right. But anyway, yeah. um, so yeah, I got to run the hose into that is the hack of the week for sure. And it overtakes mine because I'm getting <laughs> to my hack. But I, I need to run the hose into the bathroom, right? The master bathroom. So. I need to get the screen off my window. And for whatever reason, I can't get the screen off my window. Like I have the window going up and I'm trying to like pull. Eventually I just bend the frame to get the screen out. No, no, no. Do you not have uh, do you not have windows that uh, have the, the, the push buttons that then fold in yes. so that you can. So that's my hack of the week is that your uh... windows actually come down. <laughs> I figured it out <laughs> after I broke the screen. <laughs> but if you want to take your screen out, you yeah. need to like unlock the the doodads so, on the top and and pull the window back into. To so guys, what that's, Bradley's that's talking hack. about, uh, guys out there, when you need to clean the windows on the outside, but you're on the inside, most windows now have these little levers. You push in, the window comes in and unlatches, and you can kind of wipe off the outside. So you're able to now, in Bradley's situation, bring the hose inside. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my hack. Jonathan, you got a hack of the week or what? Are we on hacks uh, of the week already? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if I have a hack of the week, but I woke up today and uh, woke up early because the kids were up and already going. And I was like, oh, the uh, the – um what what's the, the garbage disposal broken so i'm sticking my hand red in button there. underneath so i hit the red button it didn't work an hour later i'm trying to homeschool rivers and i hear it working my wife fixed it she, she did like the hack yeah what's the hack what are we doing so, here so I pressed the button. The button wasn't enough. She did something with a wrench that reset. It was, it, she, she moved the wrench on the bottom, a little no, nozzle or something on the garbage disposal and hit the red button. Boom, it worked. She saved the day. I just put my hand in the yeah, garbage disposal. In the disposal middle of a garbage disposal. All, all right, so dads out there, if your yes. garbage disposal, because I, I deal with this a lot, right? Uh, if your garbage disposal stopped, um, if it's not getting power, hit the red button on the bottom, it'll reset. Um, if it sounds like it's getting power, but it's jammed, there is a little uh, wrench tool that comes with a garbage disposal. If not, you can go to your local wherever and get it. And it, you can manually, you can put the tool in there, manually kind of crank until it grinds up whatever may be in the way and start working. So it sounds like Burke was just outmanned by his wife. Um, that is a regular occurrence. When it, it comes sounds like to, your wife when it, had a husband hack. 
<laughs> yeah, so when it comes to handyman stuff, my wife is definitely um, the go-to. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that Heidi is the handyman of the house. No doubt. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That's good to know. Awesome. All right, where are we going next? Yeah, so let's do uh, – I want to end the show on a draft, okay? Um, Shane, you had a little draft idea. Can you share it with everybody? Yeah, I did. I thought, uh, obviously, as being homers and uh, Joe Burrow being picked number one overall in the NFL draft tonight, but just in general, um, you know, quarterbacks are usually, if not number one, I, I don't even know if there's been a draft where they're not in the top couple of picks. So we, we thought we would do a draft for football players. Doesn't have to be a quarterback. Any football player, uh, fictional though, uh, from any movie or TV show uh, from back in the day. So um, let's start the draft. We'll do one round, one pick each. Uh, Bradley, I think you should go first tonight. Lattimore from the program. Wow, huge. He's got drug issues. He's got off-the-field issues. He's got anger issues. He's got so many issues. Yet this guy is still taking him. He, no, there's no doubt he's a monster. He was a monster. All right, first Bradley of all, liked right. him because he could strict press 225, and then when he was finished reps, he got mad at the bar and, and stomped on the bar. That's the only reason Bradley liked him. All right, so let's recap real quick, right? Because uh, the program is not the most mainstream football movie. <laughs> Um, I, I remember because it came out in my high school years yeah, and awesome. it was like, it was like the, the football Mid-90s, movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, hey, let's be honest. Alvin Mack was the dog. Alvin Mack was the dog. So Lattimore was a steroid. He was suspended for steroids. He would bang his head through a car window just because he made the team or the starting lineup. Um, that's an interesting first pick just because there's a lot he of also, off the field he issues. Also, he also tried to rape a chick. That was like a hundred percent in the movie. Hey, all right. To rape a chick. All right. I got another pick. <laughs> okay. Who you got? <laughs> I'll go last. Jeez. Go right. ahead. Bird, go ahead. So I'm going He's with drinking his beer. I'm going with Jonathan Moxon from varsity blues. Oh, good pick. So, wow. so you're going straight so here from we go. high school. Straight from high school to, college, here we go. to pros. So here, let's, let's talk about this. So he was your backup. Their stud quarterback goes out with a knee injury, right? Son of a <laughs> bitch. Sorry, I got to interrupt you guys a little bit. But with the 32nd pick of the NFL draft, the Chiefs just took Clyde Edwards-Alaire. First running back off the board. Does that – one that I mean cannot be happier for that kid, but like, right. has the running back position in the NFL been any more devalued? It's the thirty-second pick. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Ah, man, I wanted him so bad. All right, go ahead, Jonathan. Ah. So you said any character? So we're gonna go. I'm gonna go Jonathan Moxon. He was the backup quarterback. Came in after. The stud quarterback who was all world gets hurt, Paul Harbor, and or Lance Harbor, I'm sorry, and comes in and not only Paul becomes <laughs> right, but his I name what, what was there. it? I see what you did there, right? But yeah, you're so right. he 
he comes in and then he essentially is now he's he's a quarterback coach on the field because Bud Kilmer leaves because they run him off. So he's essentially the OC on the field running the oopty oop, which he nobody ever heard of. Yeah. Mississippi Valley State averaged right. seven points a game. I remember. Your boy, who was a backup quarterback, did his research and ran his own offense and was productive. Okay. All right. All right. I but mean, I, at the high school I, level, come on. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, look, I, I get it. I mean, it's just tough in the end, right? Football, we're going to make the jump from high school. But there's not that many college. All right. I'm with you. He was a backup. He's your Teddy Bridgewater. He's your Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, no, nah, dude. He ran his own offense. All right. But you get what I'm saying. He was a backup I, I guy that you. became yeah, a starter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I think I win the draft then. I mean, if I'm getting the third pick and I can – all right, uh, with the third overall pick, coach is going to take uh, Steeman, Willie Beeman. Ooh. Oh, I thought about taking Willie he Beeman. He was one of mine too, yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I think especially with, the, with today's offenses, his skill set, uh, what he brings to the table, um, his experience. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Steeman, Willie Beeman, first overall pick. Bradley, I, we mauled your first pick. Go ahead. We'll give you another one. I'm going to go Shane Falco. Uh, Shane Falco's a strong, strong play. For the replacements. So, you know what he reminds he me was, of? Because, go ahead. I'll let you finish. I'm going to tell you what he reminds me of. He wasn't just a scab. He was a pro player that had, mm-hmm. like, I guess, attitude issues with the, with the coaching staff. Right. Um, so he didn't make it. But when he came back, he had the type of leadership ability to take a team of scrubs and beat a professional football team. So, and he hooked up with the cheerleader who was mega hot. Super true on all levels. He is the Kurt Warner of movies. I like it. Okay, except that his girlfriend was super hot and Kurt no, Warner no, stop, hot. stop, stop, stop. You cannot, you cannot maul Kurt Warner's story. Taking on a wife with like five kids and living in a bay, like that guy wins on every. I could do a whole podcast on on that guy's life and how he won on all. And he looks super good in the draft tonight. Yeah, no, he's still he's still relevant. Dude's been out of the league for like ten years. Can I throw? I had a, I had one more pick that I Go wanted ahead. to share since my Swiss Family Robinson pick got mauled last week. That was um, terrible. It was people it was a still talking. People are still talking about your Swiss Family Robinson. By pick. the way, by the way, people, if all, you're all second two people pick, that, if you're so, Second pick is as bad as Swiss Family Robinson. I'm going to maul you even more. No, so it, it goes along kind of kind of with a little bit of what Bradley said, but Paul Reckon Crew in the longest yard, Adam Sandler, like he came in and took a band of misfits and he created this offense that was dynamic and he had these trick plays, everything, and 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 came in and beat a team that was already established. I know, but is he like a – to me, he's a system guy. Like, he just he just had a bunch of dogs around him. I, I don't know if I'm taking him with the first round. He was oh, my second pick. Also, just for, like, total transparency, I was going to maul you with no matter what you said. <laughs> I figured it was coming, but, like, that was my whole thing. It was like, hey, he actually started a team from nothing, had, like, what, two weeks to prepare and actually – Beat the guards. So what? Absolutely. Also, he like the guard. Smoked oh, wait, hold on. By the way, he beat 
he beat the guards. Like there, like there's some, some like perennial power. They weren't great. Talk to the warden. They were a perennial power. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, that's number two. No. It wasn't me. No, we're way past that. <laughs> What's the tally, right, Shane? Uh, six. Six. Really? I only gave one of them, huh? I actually just made that up. It was I only had three on the chart, but I thought I missed one. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I gave one. So, all right, guys. Hope you enjoyed our podcast for the night. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the rest of the draft. Um, we'll give a full recap next week of all the Saints picks. Um, if there's not an LSU player in there, uh, I might not be on the podcast next week. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but for real, draft an LSU player, Sean. Come on. All right, guys. Peace.